This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. House call for Isom. To college. Connor Stallions. Like, bro, get a life. To the pros. He's a pumpkin. Pumpkins don't move on their own. Golf barely does. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. What a great day for sports talk radio. The Monday after Thanksgiving, you got to go back to work. You got to get back to your life. Not us. We're here to talk about everything that happened over the weekend. And boy, was there a lot. Michigan State hires their new coach. The Lions, just a mess right now. But you guys know exactly where we're starting things off. With the Michigan Wolverines, who are coming off their best win in the last 20 years. Enjoy it. This goes all the way back to 2004. Guys, this, this isn't the last three years. This isn't the last decade. Why this is the most important win in the last 20 years goes all the way back to 2004. So let's take a time trip back there. Michigan and Ohio State had played 100 times on the dot. And Michigan had led the series 57-37-6. Michigan had won six of the last nine games. Most recently, a 14-point victory in Ann Arbor over the number four ranked Buckeyes. Michigan was number five. That was 2003. This is 2004. 2004, the unthinkable happened. Unranked Ohio State with a 7-4 and four record. Beat number seven, Michigan 37-21. Jim Tressel was suddenly 3-1 versus Lloyd Carr, and Michigan was stunned, and it broke the program. Michigan did not recover. They were defeated, split in half, downright, down bad. Because for the next six years, Ohio State rattled off six straight victories. Two by one score, including 2006, number one versus number two, two 35-point blowouts, and two more for good measure. They won every type of game there was. Michigan was never the higher-ranked team or favored in that stretch. Michigan team was broken. Ohio State ruined them. They did not recover, not only against the Buckeyes, but as a program. They were so broken, they, hired, they fired their head coach, Lloyd Carr, despite him having a 122-40 and 40 record. They hire Rich Rodriguez. He goes 15-22, and 0-6 versus Ohio State and Michigan State before getting canned. Which brings us to May 30th, 2011. Jim Tressel retires as a result of Tattoo Gate. Former Buckeye, former F- Buckeye football player, trading memorabilia for tattoos. Nice. Ohio State's forced to vacate all their wins from 2010, the prior season. And Michigan fans, we need to still acknowledge that season. Why? Because don't you want everyone to acknowledge what's going to happen this year? If you're not willing to acknowledge someone trading memorabilia for tattoos, then why on earth should anyone acknowledge what has become of the sign-stealing investigation? So as far as I'm concerned, everything that happened in 2010 still happened. 
Anyway, in the same offseason, Michigan hires Brady Hoke from San Diego State University. In just two seasons at San Diego State, he had the program at nine wins for the first time in 33 years. We think this guy is Jesus Christ. Ohio State, November 6, 2011, is 6-5 and five under interim head coach Luke Fickle. After going 12-1 and one the season prior, they're a mess. They're a joke. They're trying to put their program back together under a new head coach. Michigan, same year. Nine and two under the fifth uh, ranked 15th under first year head coach Brady Hoke, who again we believe is Jesus Christ. In Ann Arbor, Michigan breaks the curse and finally knocks off the Buckeyes while they're down bad. They smell blood in the water and beat them for the first time since 2023. Two days later, Ohio State hires Urban Meyer. Cue the Darth Vader music. Michigan then proceeded to lose eight straight games right back to the pit of darkness. Three heartbreaking, one-score defeats, including a one-point loss in 2013. It was so heartbreaking, Michigan fired their head coach once again. And a month later, December 30th, Jim Harbaugh was announced as the 20th head coach in program history. He promised to lead his alma mater to the glory land. And for a long time, it didn't happen. Urban Meyer owned him. 29-point loss to the Buckeyes in year one. Double OT loss in 2016. JT was short year. You had an opportunity to go to the playoffs, and Urban Meyer took that away from you. Damn right this is personal. 2017, 11-point loss to Ohio State. 2018, you're, you're favorites for the first time in this, in what feels like two decades. You're number four in the country. And Urban Meyer mops the floor with you one more time on his way out the door, 62 to 39. This was not a close rivalry. This was embarrassing for Michigan. Ohio State ruled the Midwest. There is no way around that. Urban Meyer steps down. Ryan Day pinch hits at third base and squashes Michigan 56 to 27 with all of Urban's recruits. They don't play in 2020 for reasons that still remain unclear, wink, wink. Which brings us to 2021. Jim Harbaugh was on one of the hottest seats in college football. He was jobless if he loses six straight to Ohio State. It did not matter that he had three 10-win seasons in the bag. Even though he took over for a program that was in a pit of darkness, like I said. What mattered was he couldn't beat Ohio State and he couldn't beat Michigan State. That's all we cared about. Rightfully so. Tables turn. Michigan blows number two Ohio State out of the water in Ann Arbor, 42 to 27. Michigan finally punches their bully back right in the nose. Ohio State's knocked down, but not out. Round two, 2022. People are saying last year was a fluke. People are saying that last year doesn't mean anything if you don't do it again. You now have to prove to the country, prove to the Big Ten, hell, Prove to yourselves that you can beat number two Ohio State this year in Columbus. And you beat the living breaks off them. One, two, uppercut, down go the Buckeyes once again. Now you own the rivalry. Now the Big Ten runs through Ann Arbor. Now Michigan's the team. Which brings us to this year. 2023. Ohio State's on the ropes. They are cracking. 
Yet Ryan Day sits there in front of the camera and says, this is the toughest team I've ever seen. Everyone still believes in them. 70% of the public money was on Ohio State on Saturday. Yes, this is personal. You lose this game and the Michigan Empire falls down. What happens to Jim Harbaugh after this season? Who knows? What I do know is if you lose this game, the best days are behind you. You're not getting back to the glory land anytime soon. Who knows what the history, what the future of this program is going to look like if you lose to that game to Ohio State. Meanwhile, Ohio State's back on top. They're once again the big bad bullies of the Big Ten. But that's not what happened. One-two uppercut, super kick to the throw, Ohio State knocked out cold. They're broken. Defeated. And the only thing worse for Ohio State than losing to Michigan is looking themselves in the mirror later that day. Ryan Day shuffling through the tunnel with his slow walk on the verge of tears. Marvin Harrison Jr. sitting on the field, stunned, asking himself, why have I spent the last three years in Columbus, Ohio? And he doesn't have any answers. Michigan has completely broken Ohio State with a third straight victory, so much so, John, that all of their fans want their coach fired. They're comparing him to John Cooper, who went 1-3 and three versus Michigan, 3-4 and four versus top five teams, and when you look at what Ryan Day has done, it's pretty eerie similar. 1-3 and three versus Michigan, 2-5 and five versus top five teams, both of them. 43-7 and seven record as the Buckeyes head coach. Yet they can't get it done against Michigan. Sometimes when you start on third base, you don't always get home. Well, Ryan Day got home his first year with all of Urban Meyer's recruits. Nana, it's done. It's over. It's through. That program is broken. Michigan remains on the top. And I want to hear from everyone else. How satisfied are you? How happy are you? What emotions were you going through? Guys, this is, this show is dedicated for you. If you guys want to talk about Michigan versus Ohio state, the whole show will do it. If you guys want to talk about Michigan's odds to win this entire thing, actually summit the mountain for the first time, let's do it. You guys are driving the ship on this one. And if we don't want to talk about Michigan, the whole show, we've got lion stuff planned out, but I'm ready. Because all season long, we've been waiting for this game. In the midst of the biggest scandal in sports history, none of these games mattered because we knew Michigan was going to go to whoever stadium, host whoever, and blow everybody's brakes off, blow the doors off anyone they played until they got to this game. It all led up to this. We finally got it. And Michigan didn't disappoint. So much so that John is currently wearing a Jim Harbaugh jersey. Yeah, talk about burying the lead there, buddy boy. You can go out, go to our Facebook page, Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt. And yeah, I'm paying off my bet. I'll, by the way, out of all that, and great job just laying out the history there. You went with Super Kick over Go to Sleep, which surprised me. But the one thing I'll say about, and you mentioned it with Ohio State being a broken program, if the inverse happened, mm-hmm. if the opposite happened, Ohio State could argue, and I'm not saying this is right, but they could have argued that the last two years, with what's been going on with the investigation, were proven false. Now, they have no leg to stand on. Now what are you going to say? They went full frontal attack, suspended the head coach, 
and then couldn't get the job done. And I, I, mean, and I get it was in the big house. I get that. But you're outrushed. You're outskilled. Really, you're outdisciplined. Outcoached. And there you go. I haven't you're turned on, I haven't turned on the worldwide network today because I, I typically don't turn that on my television because I the like worldwide I like, network. I like entertaining TV. The, you know, you know. Oh, the worldwide leader. Yeah, yes, the world yes, yes. the worldwide leaders. Uh but I would love to know what Paul Feinbaum had to say today. What an idiot. Oh, what an idiot. It's my guy. For everyone I get it. You have to acknowledge what happened. Michigan's going to get punished. That is inevitably coming. I'm not denying that. But if you're a Michigan fan, don't even think about that right now. You just beat the Buckeyes without your head coach, even on the sidelines. Enjoy it. This is the best win they've had in 20 years across the board. And now you've got an opportunity to summit the real mountain, which is the college football playoffs. In what is really the last year of college football as we know it. So give me your takeaways from the game, 989-837-6125. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. The Payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. I mean, we'll take this wherever you guys want to take it. Michigan knocks off the Buckeyes once again, three straight years, 989-837-6125. John, you're wearing a Jim Harbaugh jersey today. Brings a smile to my face, really. You had to walk through the front office like it. That that's what I'm really trying to imagine right now. Well, I got here a little later than I wanted to, coming back from my family over the Thanksgiving break. But I'm wearing the Harbaugh jersey, number four, of course. The Jordan logo, so the newer jerseys. The real then, one. The real one. And then the real ones. And then a Michigan versus everybody hat. And I gotta have my khakis. I got my beige khakis. Feeling like old good old. Jim Harbs. Who'd you even make this bet with? What te- do you know the texture that actually you made the bet with? Yes. Hold on. We'll find him. Uh, take over for a little, would you? Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, we can, we can take this in a, a lot of different directions. Um, but, but firstly, you know, I, I really do think this rivalry is losing its meaning following this season, going into a year in which, you know, now there's 12 teams in the playoffs. Now there's no divisions in the Big Ten. Now there's four West Coast schools in the Big Ten. This rivalry isn't going to be the same going forward. So you got the big one. You got that mattered, the, the one that mattered, and you three-peated. Three in a row. One could be a fluke. Two, you proved it to yourselves. Three, you broke the other school. Now going forward the rest of the season, I'm writing this game in as a win until proven otherwise. Ohio State is going to have to prove to me that they can beat Michigan, not the other way around. Just like the Lions are going to have to prove to me they can win a playoff game. They don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. Why should they? Why should Ohio State deserve the benefit of the doubt when they just got punched in the mouth repeatedly for three straight years? I mean, this was bully ball. This was elbows to the face. This was RKO's out of nowhere. Michigan was more physical. Michigan had more finesse. Michigan had the better coach, and they didn't even have their head coach on the sideline. If that, John, you sat here and said a couple weeks ago that Sharon Moore wouldn't get a head coaching job because he swore on TV. Boy, is that going to make you sound like an idiot. First off, that guy's getting a head coaching job this (laughs) offseason. I said, if he wants one, that's not a good look. I didn't say definitively that that would be against it, but but crying crying and cursing four times within a span of 28 seconds because your coach was, you know, five minutes away in a hotel room after beating not Ohio State, but Penn State, 
was a rough look. And then what did he do? And I'll give him credit. Well, Reverse Penn State it. was a top 10 team. What was the press conference, or not the press conference, but the interview with uh, the All-American girl, Jenny Taft, like on Fox after the game? Who do you think first this week? The was players. It oh. The players. He reversed course. He, kn- he knew, not that he messed up, but he knew, yeah, you know what? I laid it, on, laid it on a bit thick. And that's what I said. I said, spare me because, come on, what, what, what are we doing? Uh, and that's what he did this week. He thanked the players. He was, he was short. He was brief. And he was emotional. But he wasn't emotionally out of control throwing expletives out on air. But you could tell he recognized the moment. He wishes his head coach could be there, but he thanked the players, and it was a well-done 180. It really was. He was phenomenal. Sharon Moore is going to be a head coach somewhere in the next calendar year, unless Jim Harbaugh has legitimately brainwashed him like he has everyone else at that program. Or, uh, or that you know, just something gonna... comes out against him. <laughs> like, I, I, like the linebacker coach. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this. everyone on this coaching staff legitimately bleeds blue and would, in fact, take bullets for Jim Harbaugh. They worship him. He is, he is like Jesus in Ann Arbor. It's weird, but it's true. But this rivalry is, in fact, losing its meaning next year, and we can sit here and argue that all we want. But if this is next year, same exact circumstance, and Michigan and Ohio State play Week 13, both go into the game 11-0, and they're just going to play again the next week. So if you're Ohio State right now, you're sitting on Ohio State Sports Talk Radio, all you're talking about is, well, we just have to win on Saturday. This game didn't matter if we if we win this Big Ten championship coming up on Saturday. They're getting rid of divisions. Twelve teams make the playoffs. Both teams should theoretically, based on these program standards, be in those 12-team playoffs before Week 13 rolls around anyway. So, yeah, it is losing its meaning. We can sit here and argue that all day long. I get it. It's the most important game of the regular season. But if you're going to play each other, I mean, say this is next year. Michigan loses to Ohio State, but you have another opportunity to play them on Saturday. What are we sitting here saying? What's every Michigan fan saying in the mirror? All we got to do is go in on Saturday, and that last week didn't matter. Then we can go into the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe play them a third time. But it is losing its meaning. This is the last year of this era of college football, and you stole it. You won it, and for the time being, Michigan is the king of the Big Ten. For the time being, Michigan is the king of the Midwest. And now, I mean, Ohio State the last three years has had the better recruits. They've had the five stars. Michigan's made the most out of the three and fours and it still beat Ohio State. Bad coaching, whatever. You can sign stealing. You can, you can say whatever the reason is behind it. The bottom line is Michigan has dominated the last three seasons. You take that in consideration, guess who's getting the better recruits going forward? Guess what's a terrible look for the program of Ohio State University? If you fire your head coach, which is a whole another can of worms we can dive into if you really want to. But most Ohio State fans are, in fact, calling for Ryan Day's head. And if that's the case, sure, go ahead and fire him. I hope you do. Because no five-star recruits are heading over onto the Ohio State Buckeyes campus when you have an opportunity to go play for Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines next year. The back-to-back-to-back Big Ten champions. And boy, oh boy, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I am writing them in as back-to-back-to-back Big Ten champions because they should cakewalk through Iowa on Saturday at 8 p.m. What, it's a 24-point spread? Ohio, uh, Iowa's over-unders at 6.5? Yeah, I'm writing in it is in as a win. So sue me. I, I, I don't care. Michigan has earned that. 
The last three years, they've killed whoever they played in the Big Ten Championship. It doesn't matter who's sitting there waiting in the Big Ten West. That division sucks. No one from that division's ever won the Big Ten Championship. So yeah, I am writing it in as a win. Forgive me. Forgive me. John, This we're at a point now where... Mm-hmm. I don't even know what Ohio State is supposed to do because no matter what move you make, there are serious consequences to it. You keep Day around, well, everybody's unhappy, and he's kind of just known as a softie now. He dug himself into this hole that he's on the ropes of being fired for not just because he's losing to Michigan, because he doubled and tripled down on the fact that, oh, well, uh, Michigan's only won because they knew our signs. If they weren't cheating, we would have beat him. <laughs> so much so that he hired his brother to investigate him. Like, yes, you doubled down on it. You tripled down on it. And then you just lost. So now now what do you have to say? You have nothing. If If you're him, you screwed yourself. You had to win this game to keep your job, in my opinion. I, I don't know how any Ohio State fan can sit there and say they want him to be the head coach. Then again, you can him. And you're losing a ton of five-star recruits. Why would you? What's the incentive to go to Ohio State after that? Because you're not hiring Urban Meyer back. Sorry. Well, that not was happening. That was going to be my counterpoint. If you're Ohio State, if you're going to fire Day, I think you have to go back to Urban and have solidification. Who says Urban wants to do that? I don't know, man. Did you see his reaction on the sideline? Did you see that was the best? Sh- not the best shot. I like the overhead shots of the big house during that game. But they cut to them standing by the desk and Woodson's like, yeah. And Meyer's like, ah, darn it. Like, and, and probably didn't say that, obviously. But in the background, and it was on one shot, and it was classic. I'm telling you. It, I'm telling you, he still wants to be in. Of course he does. Of course he does. And if you're Ohio State, who, I mean, this is three what straight losses. What do you say? You kick, last- rocks, Urban, or kick rocks, Ryan Day? Yeah, you do. I'm, I heard Oregon State as a head coach opening. Oh, yeah, there you go. Go coach the the Beavers out there, and and listen. I mean, maybe I'll defend Day, and I'm sure you know oh, people God. are gonna you know take this as oh you just want him to stay. Believe me, I'm not a I'm, I'm not a Michigan guy like you. You you should want Day to stay. By the way, you shouldn't be pushing him out the door. This is the guy who can't win the big one. Uh, but no, I think he's the best coach of all time. They <laughs> should keep go. him forever. But Michigan's just that much better. That's what it was. I mean, that's what it came down to. There was calls on both sides in this game. But when it came, when push came to shove, Michigan made the big plays that Ohio State didn't. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I don't even know how you could, like, th- there are certain games in the game's history where, you know, and I, I'm fine saying that uh, Day got outcoached this past weekend. I'm fine with that. But I don't think there was a definitive move that really, like, you know, struck me as, oh, my gosh, Day should lose his job after this. It was an evenly matched game, and Ohio State just didn't have enough. Like that, that's how I looked at it. And maybe that's, uh, you know, putting, uh, you know, cold water on it or whatever, which is fine. But I, 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 there wasn't a move that day made that I was like, yep. And that's, you know, that's sealed his pink slip. The final score bug. That's, that's the, uh, the that, move that it. probably will, will ultimately get him fired. And if, and believe me, they're pissed. I was fine. Whatever. I was driving up today. Got a little Pittsburgh radio, got a little uh, Cleveland radio and then Detroit as well. Not happy. Not happy about the Buckeyes down down in Columbus down well uh, in Cleveland I didn't get to, uh, I'm, I wasn't gonna go down to Columbus but not happy and when they talk about it in Cleveland you know it's uh, you know it's bad well but uh, Columbus yeah no not not happy they have no reason to be happy besides the stupid fact that they <laughs> they might still squeak into the playoffs I hate it they don't well, deserve to be there well what's the nightmare scenario where they get in 
the nightmare scenario would be Alabama beats Georgia. <laughs> Can't wait. That's that's that's, that's gonna happen. That's semi realistic. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's Alabama. What are we doing? If Alabama beats Georgia, I, I think there's a chance no SEC teams make it. And you're hoping Florida State loses. Even if they win, you Texas, it, Ohio State's got a chance to get in. Bottom line, because all it takes is Alabama beating Georgia, Florida State losing because they'll be out, and then it's then it would be Michigan, Texas. Ohio State and the winner of the Pac-12. That would that would be the four. And I, it's so stupid that they can still squeak their way into this. It's mm-hmm. so they do not deserve this. And, and yes, it but their do- one loss is to Michigan, the best team in college football. Is Michigan going to be number one? And, and that's another conversation we can dive into. How confident are we this year in terms of uh, compared to last year and the year prior? That Michigan can climb the mountain. Nine eight nine eight three seven six one two five. I want to hear from everybody else. Because to me, this feels like an opportunity to actually do it. 2021, yeah, let's just admit it. Look ourselves in the mirror. Nobody was beating that Georgia team. In no way, shape, or form heading into that did I think they were going to win. And that was abundantly clear two minutes into the game. Yeah, they're not winning this thing. Last year versus TCU, I guess you felt like you had a shot. They should have won that game. But it really felt like Georgia was just going to win the entire time. Yeah, they should have won that game, but they didn't. No, I'm not saying they should have won Natty last year, but they should have beat TCU. Obviously, but, you know, TCU held up those dummy signs and Michigan didn't have an answer (laughs) for it. And then there's this year. If you're a Michigan fan, you're hoping no SEC team makes it this year. If you're a Michigan fan, you're hoping everybody wins. All the favorites in the conference championship win, which includes Texas, Florida State, Michigan, obviously. Uh, And then you hope Washington wins. It it might not matter who wins the Pac-12. And then you hope Alabama knocks off SEC and the committee decides to leave out both SEC schools. No chance. How? Who who gets left out of that? If if one loss, Bama deserves to get in over an undefeated Florida State. 100% the committee's going to do that. Even on just just, it it being a TV venture, and that's fine. goal is to get the four best teams in, I agree with you, but what that the committee, the no, what the committee has made very clear, despite that being their public statement is we're going to do what makes the least people mad. And if undefeated Florida state who, by the way, lost their starting quarterback two weeks ago, if they win the ACC, I think they're getting in, but I think there's a, a much better chance they lose to, to Louisville than actually beating them. That team, that team is not as good without Jordan Travis. They're not. So, so you think they win and that, if they win, should I think the committee in. will put them in. That doesn't mean I think they should be in. 989-837-6125. Keep the Michigan conversation rolling. Next, we'll also hit the text line. Again, that's 989-837-6125. We'll take it as far as you want. If we want, we'll get to the Lions. I'm down to talk about this the whole time, though. A lot of angles. Come at me one more time. 989-837-6125. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Okay, John is is actively losing his mind trying to find this texter or, or this, this text receipt of whoever bet John that he would yeah. wear the Jim Harbaugh jersey because now he feels like he's just wearing the Jim Harbaugh jersey for nothing. Well, I, if you said it, I think you would have been more adamant that it was a bet between us, but I remember distinctly a listener texting in and recommending it. And we have Jalen from Midland who listens all the time. And he said he was looking forward to me 
you know, being in the whole Harbaugh attire or whatever, but he didn't actually make the bet. So I'm trying to find it. I'm going crazy. If it's you, if you it made might, the like, bet, do, I don't come know, forward yeah. now or forever Please hold do. your peace or else John's going to be wearing this Harbaugh jersey just for fun <laughs> for the next. It's it's actually yeah. fun. I couldn't stop laughing when John came in. If if it was you who made the bet, speak now or forever hold your peace. 989-837-6125. Otherwise, I'm going to have the best time of my life this week watching John walk into work every day with this Harbaugh jersey and the Michigan versus everybody hat. I'm cracking up. I don't know what I get more serotonin from watching John in this or John doing his Gus Johnson impersonation. (laughs) I got my, my voice is hundred percent. I got to bust into the Gus. I'm going to listen to the show. You're not going to do the Gus. Hold on. I'm going to listen to the the show where all that hate came and and listen back. So we will get an answer by the end of the night. Hold on. Let me get into the Gus. (laughs) (laughs) No, you guys (laughs) Jim Harbaugh. In an embassy suites hotel room, Blake the Great, <laughs> Maserati Marv, fires. Uh-huh. Let's hit the text line before this thing gets it's, off the rails. It's usually too much. better. I apologize, folks. Uh, Frick Sports Bar text line. Jimmy chiming in. My guys, there's a zero percent chance that Alabama isn't in if they beat Georgia. Agreed. Even over Texas, the committee will jump. At any chance they get to get Saban in the playoffs, no brainer. That said, feeling more confident than the last two years, Michigan can win the whole thing. Yeah, Jimbo's right. <sighs> Bama's getting Here's, in if they beat hold Georgia. On, hold Especially, on, hold on, hold on. I tend to agree with Jimmy that someone from the SEC is probably going to get in, but there is an argument that okay, so if Bama beats Georgia, they have the head-to-head over Georgia, right? And that's the reason they should be in over Georgia. But Texas has the head-to-head over Bama. Mm -hmm. That is a legitimate argument if you're willing to put away resumes, put away strength of schedule, and just straight up do the head-for-heads. Texas has a legitimate leg to stand on, especially if they mop the floor with Oklahoma State this weekend. That's at noon. Do they, though? Who who did Texas lose to? Texas undefeated? No, they have one loss. And it was to Oklahoma, right? So if Texas... It wins the Big 12, one loss, and they've beaten Alabama, the SEC champions. How do, if they don't get in, that might be the worst screw job the the committee's ever done, right? I, I, I tend to agree with Jimmy. Like, I do think at the end of the day, it's most likely that one of these SEC school gets in because I do think Florida State's going to lose because they don't have their quarterback. Yeah. I think they're going to lose to Louisville this weekend. But... ACC's undefeated. Uh, Florida State goes undefeated. I, I also think it's hard to just take out Georgia just like that after going back-to-back seasons undefeated as the national champions. That's fair, but then there's two SEC teams. Which which I also like. Then you're putting in Georgia, you're putting in Bama, and then no, Washington. Wh- whoever wins the Pac-12 in Michigan. And then what? Florida State's out. Texas is out too? Yeah. <sighs> it's, it's, it's Washington, it's Michigan, and then it's Alabama and Georgia. It's abundantly clear. They can't put it. You can't put in Florida State with a backup quarterback. I'm sorry. No, they but you bear, can they because just people are going to be so. If they go undefeated, how can they miss it? The only thing that literally saves them is that they're a national brand. It literally is the only because they've had they have a weak schedule and it's not. The, uh, listen, SEC, ACC stinks. It does, and 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 every year Clemson is great, and of course the one year they're not. No, not no every one year else they great. They haven't been great right. in multiple years. All right. 
Dabble's they've been a great fraud. the last decade. Dabble stinks. They've been great the last decade. Uh, maybe not championship great every year, but they've been great the last decade. Um, but yes, that that that's the only thing. But it's it's also a television. You know, like I, I don't want to say they're just go, uh, solely based on oh television ratings. I th- I think listen, they want to keep. Um, no, they should just do that. They should each, just fully. Admit they want to get the best four teams, in my opinion. But we're on the dawn of this super conference. And two super conferences. Yeah. And obviously this is the last year of the four team playoffs. So it's going to be a little easier to, you know, load it with the big 10 and load it with the sec. But given the current makeup of college football, I don't know how you put in Florida state again with a backup quarterback because they go undefeated over a one loss Bama who beats Georgia. I, I just, I just can't wrap my head around that. You you know, what's really clear. You you know what the, the committee should just commit to doing is instead of, you know, keep lying to us and saying our goal is to put the four best teams in, you should just put in the most entertaining matchups. Uh, sorry, Washington, Oregon, you guys are playing again next week. That, actually, you know what? Nobody cares about that. Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, uh, Georgia, they're, those four teams in the playoffs. Just just fully commit to it. Go into the, the TV bit of it. Make it a TV series. Make it a drama. Make it a, make it a soap opera. Just, just do the most four entertaining games or the most four entertaining teams who cares about the the resume who cares about the 13 and know wow i mean they keep saying it's the four best teams but they've they've never actually cared about that and if florida state gets in that's even more clear i've 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 stated very clearly i think there should have been eight teams 12 teams is too many eight teams was the perfect number we wouldn't even have to have this conversation right now because anyone past eight uh has no chance at winning this thing anyway so Next year, it won't matter. It'll be too many teams, and we'll be having the complete opposite conversation. Keep going on the text line. Jeremy. Our guy. It's the game. All caps. Stop with that. It will not lose anything. The game means more than the natty. Oh, my God. Jeremy from Beaverton. This is what I'd say to Jeremy. I'm fine with that belief, and his belief is, okay, the game means more than a, a, a national championship. Then don't watch the rest of the year. It's over for you. It's great. You watched. You watched all 12 Michigan games or listened <laughs> to all 12 Michigan games. That's fine. We don't have to force people to watch a college football playoff if you think it's contrived. If you long for the days of the BCS, that's fine. Yeah, what's harder? That's to, fine. What's harder to come just, by? Just you, you don't o- watch it then. You, or you don't listen. You beat Ohio State three straight years. How many times have you won the national championship? What's way harder to come by? It is. A national championship. Yes. It is losing its meaning. Not all of it. I'm not saying this game doesn't matter. But guess what? If this is next year and Michigan does the same thing or or vice versa, let's say Ohio State wins in week 13 of the regular season and then they're already both clinched a spot up for the next season, guess what we're all saying on Sports Talk Radio the next day in Michigan? Well, it doesn't matter about last week's loss because you have an opportunity to beat them this Saturday. So, yes, the game is losing meaning because you possibly are playing three times a season. It's fine to say that and still call it the most important or the biggest yes. regular season game. But guess right? what? I'd rather have a national the championship. South, there's people in the South that think the Iron Bowl is bigger, right? And, and, that's, and that's their thought, too. And the Iron Bowl is also going to lose a little juice if Auburn and Bama play each other twice a year. That would require right? Auburn being good it, at it football would, It again, would. There was a time. Yeah. There was a time. But, yeah, you could have that belief. It's just I would tell you then don't don't watch anymore. 989-837. Why would you? 6125. I, I, I agree with you. Like, that's, that's 
almost closed-minded thinking. Like, I, I, this is an offense at you, Jeremy, because there's a lot of people that think this way, and I can't wrap my head around it. I'm sort of for not for it, but I'm sort of like, hey, I get it. You, I, I get all that. Listen, when, when the original conference or when all this news came out about the conference realignment, and I get it. I grew up in an era where the conferences have been realigning, right? The Big East dissolved in front of my eyes, and they made up a, a conference and all this other stuff, right? And the Big Ten's got Maryland and Rutgers, whatever. And Nebraska. <laughs> yes. Contributing a yes. whole lot this year. Hey, hey, 7-0 in basketball, even though they haven't played anyone yet. Um, but, like... With all these changes, with these teams from the West coming into the Big Ten, I think, yeah, college football, which I watch for the pageantry for a lot more, football's included, believe me, it's football you watch, but a lot goes into it for me. It loses its luster, not all of it, but a portion of it is taken away if there's only two super conferences. If Michigan-Oregon is the new rivalry. You know, yeah. or they don't even, or maybe, you know, obviously near future, they're going to keep playing. But if, if it may happen where Michigan and Ohio State don't play each other mm-hmm. in the regular season. No, that, that, and I think they, that's they a big kept lo- this rivalry. They I kept know, the rivalry. So I, for I, now, for now, at least I'm just saying hypothetical, they realign the conference again and then whatever. But I think they're going to keep it. But there's a lot of rivalries that fall off the table. Listen, a all, lot of happening around college football. Like this past rivalry week, Texas said goodbye to Texas A&M. That's mm-hmm. a big rivalry for those people. Uh-huh. Oklahoma, and, Oklahoma State. Yeah. Oregon, Oregon State. Bye-bye. There's a lot of rivalries that are toast. And, and that's just the way it is, which is sad because I think college football, more than any other sport, any other league, has the best rivalries. We can pretend like the NFL has them. They only really last a couple of years, and it's usually between quarterbacks on franchises. That's typically how it works. I mean, is there has there been a better rivalry in the NFL since Manning-Brady? Patriots versus Colts? Not really. No. We haven't really had one since then. You can say the NBA has it, but it's just players that don't like each other, and all these players, no, that's what, that's, all these players leave teams anyway. Yeah. And I guess you can probably speak more to it uh, with hockey. Yeah, there's rivalries there, but mm-hmm. no one cares about hockey in the regular season. Uh, let's just be honest. Well, it happens. College football has meaning every single Saturday, and it's losing some of its rivalries. It, 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 those other rivalries too. Most of them happen multiple times a year. Exactly. What makes college exactly. football special is it was that only one time. And now, guess what, Jeremy? <laughs> It's multiple times, potentially. Jeremy, we love you. We thank you for tuning in. But, like, explain to me why the game has more meaning than a national championship. That's what I don't understand. I would much rather hold a national championship trophy over my head than say that we beat Ohio State. Because doesn't one go with the other? Isn't You don't win a national championship. I mean, going forward, you might be able to with 12-team playoff, but usually that first game is an indication of who's better for the most part. Two of the last three years were. Granted, you might have known the other team signs. But you don't win a national championship without beating Ohio State. It's like, first you have to conquer this mountain. Then you have to submit, you know, Mount Everest. Like, there's still goals ahead of you. Otherwise, like John said, what would be the point of watching the rest of the season? One comes with the other. You lose to Ohio State, you don't even get a chance at the national championship. You beat them, and you give yourself an opportunity to go to the top to conquer the mountain, and Jim Harbaugh can actually have a name in the ballot, a name in the hat as the best coach in college football, which hasn't happened yet. He's a great coach, probably a top five coach, no doubt. But he's not one of the best. He's not the best coach in college football because he hasn't gotten it done. You want to know how you get in your, your name into that legendary status, that Hall of Fame status? 
winning a national championship. Because what? In the last two years, in the last five years, only two coaches have done it? It's hard to do. It's really hard to do. 989-837-6125. Chime in however you really want. Take this however far you want it. Michigan knocks off Ohio State. Is the rivalry losing meaning? Should Ryan Day be fired? Tell me what you're thinking. 989-837-6125. You're listening to The Payoff Fueled by Forward Energy. Here's where I'm at. Everyone, we got textures rolling in saying the Ohio State game versus Michigan week 13 is the most meaningful game on the schedule no matter what. I, I don't buy that. And I challenge these people to texting in to tell me why. Because at this point, you're cracking me up. I'm hearing, I, I, I'm hearing, I can assure you, I'm not alone, bud. Okay? The game is what matters. Call Ohio today. Ask them. Yeah. Every, like, obviously, everyone in Ohio is upset about what happened today. Like, obviously. But... What happens next year when both these teams already have the conference championship locked up? Who cares about the game in week 13 if you're going to play again next week? It's like, okay, here's the game. One of the games. Here's one of the games. We're going to play back-to-back weeks. One for nothing and the other for a Big Ten championship. So, what? like, yes, I, I don't understand how the rivalry is not losing a little bit of its meaning. Like, can't we acknowledge that? That this game, the game, doesn't matter as much, just a teeny tiny bit at least? Because if you're going to play back-to-back weeks, what's the incentive to win the first game? The team that loses has the opportunity to make adjustments. The team that loses, I mean, they can look themselves in the mirror and say, we get another crack at this. Meanwhile, the winner of the game would have to say, okay, now we have to do that again. That's a tall task. And what happens if you split? Uh, to, to some of these textures points, if this is the only game that matters, and there's people saying, if we lose next week, I don't even care. That's mind-blowing to me. If we said that. Who do you think? <laughs> Jeremy's turning into my favorite texter. <laughs> No, you know what? Let Iowa win the Big Ten. Who cares? Yeah, no, no, if Michigan already accomplished their season goal, then what does it matter? But I like, I like. listen, this is what I'll circle this back to. I don't know if it's the minority, and maybe it is because it's pretty much Jeremy. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> uh, tell, tell Jeremy, text, tell, saying, text your buddies to text in too. But he believes that the game is the most important thing. When college football is making these changes to the college football playoff and the conferences being super conferences and not having any region, you know, it based on region anymore. It's just based on, you know, making these super conferences and basically making it to a point where conferences won't even matter in maybe 10 to 15 years. I thought a portion of the fan base of college football in general just would go to the wayside. Now, I think college sports are just too popular in general, so people are always going to come back to it no matter what. But it's the same thing that NASCAR did. NASCAR tried to expand everywhere, get the Northeast markets, and then they started tinkering the race and the race format, and they lost a portion of their base. I thought that was going to happen to college football. like Or that the conference uh, changes... That was going to happen. Maybe not to the grand extent where it dies or anything, no. but 
like I thought it was going to be more than I've seen, but people are sort of like, nah, you know, college football is college football. It's awesome. We love it. And that's the way it's gone. And people have adopted the college football playoff. They really have. Well, Jeremy, I mean, because it's exciting. Jeremy apparently has this upper echelon way of thinking that I, I don't understand, but based on that logic that he's explaining that this is the only game that matters that Michigan could lose this week to Iowa and the season's a success because they beat Ohio state. Well, by that logic, let's say this is next year and you're playing Ohio state back-to-back weeks. That's already locked up one for nothing. One for the big 10 championship. If you win the first one, is it okay to just throw the second game? Cause you already won the game. You already <laughs> won the one that matters. What, what's the point of winning the big 10 championship? Then you already beat Ohio state once. You can just let them beat you again. Right? Why not? It doesn't make any like. I'm trying. Maybe, I'm trying to calm important. down, but yeah. like it, it, it just how how is the rivalry not losing some of its meaning? How is playing back to back weeks not detrimental to the rivalry? And I'm not saying this isn't the most important game on the regular season. This isn't the most important game on the calendar. But what what's blowing my mind is the season's done already. Who cares about a national championship? I, I don't know. I do. Sorry. And I get it. Like there's, I, 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 I'm arguing with a lot of people because apparently there's a ginormous crowd of people who think this is the most important game. No matter what, if you beat Ohio state, who cares about a national championship? Sorry. I'm not one of those people. Like I have, I have bigger goals in mind for the Michigan Wolverines. If you're a Michigan fan, you should, you should have bigger goals in mind. That's my takeaway from this. If this is the, your whole season, then, then you're not all in. You're getting left behind in, in this new era of college football. You should have bigger goals. You should have higher expectations. And John, you told me something while we were at commercial break. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's included in a lot of people's brains because for the last 20 years, it's been installed with you that that is the biggest game because you don't get games bigger than this. Now that you beat Ohio State three straight times, you have to start looking at bigger things. You have to start looking from a national standpoint. Because you can keep beating Ohio State and we can live in our bubble in Michigan and be happy about it. But guess what everyone else is saying about you? They're not top dog. They're, and, they haven't conquered anything. And, and Besides is that, the state or the Big Ten, yeah. which is widely considered, what, the second worst conference outside of the ACC? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe the third worst conference? It, it was the third worst conference this year. Every other team besides Michigan and Ohio State and half of Penn State, they sucked. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I, I just don't understand the closed mind and thinking of, well, we beat Ohio state season of success. No, think bigger, think better. Try to get more gold. Well, uh, it's no fun losing in the playoffs. Is it? it it's gotta be a, a shift in the mindset, but guys and people like Jeremy, they're fine. They're fine with it for, for a lot of years. There was no national championship aspirations. So the game was even more important because you knew afterwards yeah, like the game is the is the game. It's what matters the most. So if that perspective is out there, it's surprising to me and you, obviously, and you would think just based on being a Michigan football fan that your priorities are going to shift to being a national championship contender and wanting to be the best team in college football. But for some people, you're content. That sounds I mean, like taking no, ibuprofen before you actually <laughs> have a headache. I mean, because if you're yeah. going to have that attitude, well, then you can't be hurt by a playoff game. The, the then one, you're protecting yourself from being hurt from a game like TCU last year. The, the opinion I'm fine with, and I probably would align with too, maybe in terms of importance and the winning, you want to win the national title game. But I understand the perspective of the Michigan-Ohio State game, it alternating every year, 
and the tailgating and what that day means to people is more sure. than yes. Yes. a game played miles away from the campus. That's a good point. That's where a good point. I get that. I get that. And and you you know you only could sit on one section or whatever, and you don't actually get to go to those games. And the bowls change every year. It's not consistently the Rose Bowl and the Peach Bowl. Whatever. Who the hell cares about bowl games after next I, year anyway? I know, but I'm just saying they you know it's college football semifinal one, college football semifinal two. I get that from a certain perspective, but I get that in terms of, oh, I'm going to a bowl game that doesn't matter anymore, but the college football playoff are the most important games, but they might not be your favorite, which is surprising. I don't know. I, I just have bigger, that'd be like if the Lions beat the Packers every year and it's like, okay, that's, that's good with me. I don't need to win a playoff game. I don't need to win a Super Bowl. As long as we win the NFC North, I'm happy. No, you got to shoot higher. You got to shoot bigger. I guess, and here's another thing about it, John and Jeremy, like, please understand this. Michigan wins a national championship that takes recruiting from not just, you know, uh, we're the king of the Midwest. Now you're, you're one of the Kings of the country mm-hmm. that opens up recruiting to an entire new level. Then you can keep beating Ohio state all you want. And maybe I'm, I'm twisting it to actually, no, I was going to say, I think I'm twisting it to where, People are saying, oh, we don't care about winning a national championship. But no, that's that's word for word exactly what Jeremy was saying. We could lose this week and I wouldn't care. It's a, to be honest, it's kind of a loser mentality. Wow. It's protecting yourself from being hurt by other losses. <laughs> no, I'm 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 serious. I love it. It's it's unfortunate. Uh, we got a Northwood show to get to, John. We do. The first basketball coaches show of the season. They did a little basketball towards the tail end of the football show two Thursdays ago, but Every Monday, following the payoff, right at 7 o'clock, it's going to be the coaches' show, and it's Autumn Hagedon, the women's coach, and Lonnie Griffin, the men's coach, and then the back-end guests will uh, change each and every week. What doesn't change, Travis McCurdy, the host, he's at Frick Sports Bar, and they're going to do a great job, just like the football show was great this year uh, since we rebranded to the Mitt. Basketball show going to be great, and it's going to be every Monday. Right after we're done there, Ben. And then we've got a, a little Monday Night Football and then action. We do. NFC North battle, Bears, Vikings. You're a Lions fan. Root for those Bears. You got to keep you close want, attention to that. Yep. You want the Vikings to lose for standings reasons. You want the Bears to win so they you know, can get a worse draft pick. Maybe Marvin Harrison will return to Ohio State and the Bears can't get their hands on him. See that report today? Don't buy it. <laughs> if you're a top five pick, pfft. Get out of here. You're not, you're not staying in college football. All right, everyone. That was the payoff. I hope it was worth it.